Welcome to this week's Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, we are, as always, presented by our friends at Mechdyne Corporation. They are headquartered in the great city of Marshalltown. A couple of Iowa State's grads started Mechdyne years ago, and it's now turned into uh, a monster. A worldwide company. They're phenomenal people. And one of the things I want to tell you guys about today, um, you know, we're... A lot of people are struggling with e-learning and you know teaching their kids and all that stuff in the the technical aspect of it is a pain actually i saw new york shutting down schools and some zip codes today this is such a growing need in our country for support for e-learning and mechdyne has started a an entire new aspect of their company where they are basically like the farm system for IT comp- or IT departments within schools. If you are a school administrator out there or a teacher and you're doing the hybrid approach, which many of you are, and you need a strong supplemental support team when your technology breaks down, I encourage you to go to mechdyne.com and click on the Learn More tab beside new e-learning support. Uh, I could not put my word behind a company more than I do with Mechdyne. Absolutely phenomenal people. So thanks to those guys for sponsoring us here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday night podcast. I also want to thank today our friends at the Franklin Barbershop. I actually went to the Franklin Barbershop on Friday to get the old, I'm growing my hair back, Bloom. Um, and that's yeah, the yeah. worst part of shaving your head is when you have to grow it back. Had to get it faded a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you just like you look like a little uh, Brillo pet, like yeah. a chia pet. You know, and you're just still you're still out. you're still gonna do the beard thing. Yeah, I'm still rolling with that until the March. But I, I sat there with Hogan for a while, and we watched a movie uh, about zombies. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right it, down there. Zombie High School is what it was called, and it it was. Actually, is this an older older flip? Yeah, in the 80s. I didn't want to leave because I was so into it, but I, I had to go and do radio. But no, shout out to those guys. They're, awesome dudes. They're great uh, supporters of what we're doing. And uh, big company, Mechdyne, Cyclones, small company, Franklin Barbershop, Cyclones, support them all. That's what we love about it. Every... Every company we promote here on the Williams and Blue Sunday Night Podcast is a cyclone company. So show them your support, show them your love, and um, this this podcast has become a big part of what we do at CycloneFanatic.com, and uh, I'm thankful for that. Brent Bloom, how are you tonight? Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. Um, these all kind of came about because we just had we were bored and we didn't have anything else to do. Exactly. Uh, I mean, we're it's we crazy. were like, let's start a quarantine podcast <laughs> right. to like, chronicle the craziness. We're tired of talking to just our our toddlers, so let's talk to somebody else. And that's it's just been what a wild ride that got even wilder this week. And um, man, what a deal all the way around. Well, uh, let's do a celebratory uh, a cheers. Toast. Yeah, uh, we'll get the. There you go, Cody Road um, from the Mississippi River Distilling Company. I actually met with Ryan um, before the game yesterday, and he gave me some of these experimental bottles. Ooh, that's good Now, stuff. you can actually find these. I actually saw these at Hy-Vee in North Ankeny, but they're, like, in the, like, special section where they don't have them on display. They're, like, they're up there with all the... Got it. The exclusive stuff. Right. We are drinking rye whiskey finished in brandy barrels. 
and this is this is good. This is, this is really good. I can totally taste the little fruity it's got just twist a little, to it. Yeah, yeah. edge to this, it. This, this is fantastic. Very good. So we appreciate um, that hell of a night at Jack Tri Stadium, yeah. Bloom. I'll let you have the opening monologue tonight. Yeah. Um, what a night. What a night. I mean, it, it kind of struck me walking out of there at, you know, you weren't up there to do reaction. So I got down there, done a little early as you were in the studio. But um, so left there, you know, a little before midnight. And if if that was a normal game, not 2020 game, there would be still jam-packed tailgating, lots of people celebrating. And it was empty. So it was very uh, kind of surreal. But for those three and a half hours to get lost in that game and it just reinforced to me, C-Dub, how meaningful a game like that can be. Mm. I mean, almost two months ago, we didn't think there would be any college football. In fact, we had kind of accepted the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Um, and here we are, Iowa State beating Oklahoma for the first time in Ames in 60 years, and we all got lost in it. And perhaps the craziest week of this whole pandemic on yeah. a national scale. Great point. For four hours, it didn't none of that mattered. And I think, you know, when we talked about throughout the, the, the weeks and months as we've done this quarantine podcast, of like, why, why do we care so much about college athletics? And why, why, you know, why is it important? And, here, and that's a perfect example. I mean, just think of what did you care about last night? And it was, it was Iowa State um, being Oklahoma and, and doing it with no gimmicks. And it was, uh, really was a beautiful thing. So it just kind of came full circle to me of, wow, you know, through all the stuff we went through, thinking there would be no college football, yet out through all of that, Iowa State beats Oklahoma and now all uh, tied for well, first place. You, yeah, you kind of echo what I was thinking too last night when I was recording Instant Reaction. I was like, I, I can't believe one. I, I could totally believe that Iowa State beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually predicted it all week. But that's the other like, thing is, it, and I went back, you know, and listened to what we said after the Louisiana game. Yeah. And then um, last week, and we both were on the same page. Like, I think we still think Iowa State's good. Yeah. Um, and I think that 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 proved out again. You know, um, it, but I I had like a surreal moment. Like, I can't believe we just in general are here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, there was a time and I, I'm pretty paranoid, dude, but I, I didn't know if Cyclone Fanatic would survive. That too. Right. Um, and then to be in a spot where I was recording that podcast and everybody around Cyclone Athletics with the fans and just everybody was so happy, especially after the Louisiana, after how everything started, uh, it was a, it was a really cool night. Um, I chose to watch the game at home. I'm kind of getting into that. Yeah, I do think I'm going to go up on Saturday to the Texas Tech game. It'll be my my first game this year, but um, I've really kind of enjoy seeing it from a, of a different angle. And I'll tell you, Trice was unbelievable yeah, for 15,000 people. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. Bloom. And I, I, I've compared Iowa state fans, like the really limited numbers to like a WWE type crowd before, um, where you just get the diehards and it was raining. And yeah. if you were yeah. there last night, you really wanted to be there. Oh, that's the right. best type of crowd. It's, I mean, I would have rather had 60,000, but, uh, those are 15,000 people that I want to have a beer with who are at Jack Trice last night. Yeah, and, and a couple of those third downs, it's like, wait, wait, how many people are here? Like, it, yeah. normally, uh, so 
in the radio booth, we can pull an effects feed from television. So TV has a way to amplify the sounds because they can get close to the, the action and, and make it louder. Yes. Um, in that fourth quarter, I didn't need the effects feed. I just went straight crowd mic wow. because it, wow. it was that loud that you That's got awesome. enough of the atmosphere with that many people and didn't even didn't even think twice about the fact that there weren't 60,000 people there. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal crowd, and it really um, – you know, it's one I was thankful to be at, and I think, it, but everybody thankful that uh, and grateful that that game even happened, and and here we are with first place Iowa State Cyclones. Hey, and you know, um, I it, I haven't had a chance to get on the forums and right back to the guys. There was some not controversy, but people were analyzing my column that I wrote last night, and which is great. That's what I do it for, and I wrote. Bloom and I wanted to, this. I think this would be a good place to start. I yeah. said top to bottom, Oklahoma was a more talented football team. Now, I didn't say they were a better football team. I see what you're saying. Here's what I like about this Iowa State team, and this is what they lacked a year ago: the experience factor, the uh, the grit factor, all that stuff. And you know, I would compare it to Iowa State basketball in the past. We've had one and dones. Those teams can't beat the three four year. Seniors. Sure. sure. And I'm telling you, like, guys, top to bottom, Oklahoma is a more talented football team than Iowa State. But that doesn't mean that they're better. And I it's, thought last night the better football team won. Right. I mean, this this wasn't 2017 where you catch lightning in a bottle with an Oklahoma team that has no paying no attention to Iowa State. And then it got too late for them. And Lazard makes that touchdown catch. And they go, oh, no. Yeah. We just got stunned. This was an Oklahoma team with all eyes on Iowa State because if they go to 0-2, they're done. Yeah. They're, they're, they're done for a playoff, which they've made three years in a row, and they're really behind the eight ball for a Big 12 championship that they've won five in a row. This was as must win of game for Oklahoma as, as there's been in a long time, if you think about it. Since the, John Blake was In the, the early October. Yeah. And they've got Texas next, right? So they needed a game. They needed to win this game, and Oklahoma came, punched Iowa State early. And this is why I think you're right. Uh, a lesser experienced Iowa State team folds to the tent probably and goes, this Rattler kid, man, yeah. you know, Rambo, they've got this defensive line that's controlling us. But I mean, just, Iowa State just kept whittling away. It was a, it was fun to watch. I, I watched, a, there were a lot of moments last night, and I, I told us I've not gotten to watch it back. Usually I've watched it back by now. I have not. I was out of, I was out of town all day doing some family stuff, but – there were a couple moments where I that I took note of last night. The one play was, I think, in the third quarter. I mean, Will McDonald made a pro type play. Uh, he he shut off a tackle to get a tackle for it was it. You know, I'm I'm comparing guys this year to last year who are ready for the spotlight now, who really weren't a year ago. Fair that uh, Orion Vance made a play in that game. He was really good last year. He was elite last night. Um, Jaquan Bailey wasn't there last year. He is making a case to be one of the top defensive ends in college football this yep. season so far. Yep. Uh, and that's just on the defense. But well, then, Lawrence White. Oh, yeah. Had a couple. Just I mean, we solid. finally see Ashim Young, uh, yep. what, what they've been telling us about. Yeah, Anthony Johnson was really good last it night. It stood out to me last I And I, I'll say this. You know I love Ray Lima. I'm the, I was the original member of the Ray Lima fan yep. club. We're not here without him. No. I don't know if there's been a drop-off on the inside with 
Lima and Johnson. I don't know if these guys have been better. I'm not saying that, but I, I, I'm certainly not noticing a big drop off from Johnson and Lima to Bankston, uh, Bailey, and uh, you know any mess. They moved any around a lot yeah, last night. He was good um, on the offensive side of the ball. All three tight ends. Like, what can you say about like? I mean, is another program in the country that'll have three tight ends contributing like that in a way that Iowa State does in, in a game? Perhaps the first tight end to tight end pass. Yeah, in, it was in incredible football history. Um, you know, and another takeaway too. And I, I want to get into Brock at some point. I wrote about it at length in my column, but uh, Xavier Hutchison was a guy who I felt really bad for after that Louisiana game. I, I do think looking back on it now, I hope people can. Um, put away the pitchforks just for a while with the Louisiana game and, and recognize like <laughs> that's your first game. You go out. He was he was he looked scared. You know he looked jittery. That was the guy that they've been talking about. That was the guy. He's he's a really good football player, and we're gonna have a lot of fun watching him. That popped for me. Uh, there are just so many examples. Brees Hall might be the best running back in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Sorry, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, was- there's an argument there. He was awesome. I mean, he's he's just so smooth. That run he had on third and six, oh. uh, maybe the best run he's had, and he's had some good ones in his career. But to chase, to outrun an OU two OU guys with the angle, yeah, and it just like he's 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 gliding, he's just kind of floating, and he, but he but then he'll hit you too. Uh, he's a um, man. You don't want to look too far ahead for him, but. You said it last week, and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> the when you said pro? that 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 Hall at this stage is as better than David, I think he's better than like, David. Man, hey, you thought Montgomery, I was getting a little ahead of myself. Like, well, let's, yeah, let's let's. But he was, um, he, in my opinion, was the you know best skill guy on the field. I I I, I think that he reminded me of. Well, let me tell you why I say that. Okay. He reminded me of David a couple times in the first half last night when he was averaging like 2.5 yards per carry, and he was getting like four yards when he should have been losing two. And it it reminded me of watching a young David Montgomery. And he does it in a different way. But the difference in those two is David, I think, um, if you talk to quarterbacks, like quarterbacks will tell you once they get – basically once they get spooked – you know, there comes a certain point where you get hit enough times in your career where you just start to anticipate it, and then you start to think, and you're not the same. Yeah. I thought David, at the end of his career at Iowa State, when the line was better, didn't trust his line. And we, you often saw David, you know, juke it around where he really didn't need to. It benefited him greatly early in his Iowa State career. Didn't need to do it. I think Brees' vision yep. is more of an running behind an NFL-type line vision where you can you know hit holes differently and a one cut he's got a little delay to him when yep. he needs it and i that's where that came from for me because i think that this sounds crazy david's a better running back when you have a bad offensive line i don't think iowa state has a bad offensive line this year they struggled early on yesterday i thought tom manning was masterful um yep. A lot of people owe that guy an apology. Um, but my point with do – do you see what I'm yes, saying with Brees? Like yeah. he's, it's a different type of deal that I think will translate better in the NFL. Yeah, and it, it certainly – They're both great. I'm the, not, yeah, David's been productive in yeah, the NFL. Phenomenal. Um, but so a couple things. One on Tom Manning. 
you know, after that first game where Iowa State did like four and a half yards per play against mm. Louisiana, we, we both kind of thought like, well, what's going on here? Um, back-to-back games, Chris, at TCU, eight yards per play. Oklahoma, 7.7 yards per play. Iowa State now back into the top 15 nationally in yards per play. So offense yeah, that's is, good. is fine. Uh, Brees Hall, though, he's got like this combination, I think, of a lot of great Iowa State backs. And, you know, I always love the conversations I've had with Steve Loney talking about Troy Davis. Yeah. And, you know, Steve would say, we would always leave one guy unblocked. And it's like, why the hell would you do that, Steve? That's, Troy. That's Troy's guy. Troy's guy. Yeah. <laughs> He, I mean, they yeah. leave. They left a guy on block, knowing Troy would make him miss. And then, if you have everybody else covered up, then you've got a bigger play. Uh, and Troy and Darren, both, and Darren doesn't get get enough credit in his Iowa State career. That guy was phenomenal. Um, their ability to make people miss with out great top end speed and, and the spin moves. Darren kind of had a patented spin move that Brees, you know, has has taken to as well. Um, just the fact that he also wears number twenty eight is fun. But then, the, then David's and Ennis Haywood's ability to finish a run, and Brees can do that too. Um, plus, he has really good hands. So, man, he's got he's got all the tools, and there's a reason why he's third nationally in rushing right now. He's had 16 touchdowns he, in the last 11 wow. games. I mean, you can go on and on of, you know, we went into this year thinking, well, Brock Purdy's going to get a lot of attention. I mean, Brock's been and we'll get into Brock. Brock's been f- good. He's been fine. But Brees Hall has taken that position over as his own and now is is also an elite skill guy. Which I mean, You you have a, a running game along with we know what Purdy can do, plus those tight ends. I mean, we don't, get, to, we don't get it carried well, away here, but I, I think there's there it, are so many. Matt always talks about being multiple, and Iowa State really is right now. We saw Milton. Which was awesome to see him break up. And he open got play. banged up a little bit too. Okay. So I don't know what his status is. Uh, he got hurt after that long play. Well, he was awesome on the long. He play. was really good. So, I, but I'm hopeful it's it's minor. We saw Hutchison. Yep. Uh, Nwangu, we haven't mentioned yet. Yep. Iowa State might be zero and two in the Big Twelve without him. Maybe. I mean, he you know awesome huge play. plays yeah. that changed momentum two games in a row. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say. And they're still without Downing up front. They're still um, still young up front. Simmons got a lesson last night. He did against a really good defensive line. By the way, um, shout out to Oklahoma because I like to give credit where it's due. Way better up front uh, than I knew they would be. Really good. They were awesome. That so, offensive line was phenomenal. Number eight. Oh, well, so on their defensive line. Their D-line number, was really good, Number too. eight, uh, Juco player of the year last year went to Iowa Western. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing the guys that... Uh, Strohmeyer still over I there? don't know if he is or not. Okay. He, so, we, Chris and I were at yeah. <laughs> uh, KMA and Shenandoah and Western started their program. Yeah. It was, there was a, a big, big story. press conference there. Did you go to that Bluffs? press conference? Yeah, I and thought I, we sent you. I didn't I, go to I it. Went, I, I interviewed the guy. I'm like, why... Why are we starting a program that I thought it was the dumbest thing? I was like, what are we? But he's he's created national power. But that number eight who just carnage all all night in Iowa State's backfield was uh he was a we, reaver. He used to listen to us on Strohmeyer? these. Yeah, because he would like text me. He's I a haven't good talked dude, if I remember right. I haven't talked to him in a really but yeah, super long time. And that, but. You know that offensive line for Oklahoma is really good, and Iowa State struggled to get pressure, but eventually. Um, and one thing I would like to talk about is John Haycock's ability in that staff to 
to really throw a change up in the second half and and well, they, they controlled a lot of you know let's let's do that before we get to Brock because right. that was a big note that I took even during the game. Brent, you could tell in the third series, the third Oklahoma series, uh, I believe at the time you tweeted Iowa State's due for a turnover here. <laughs> um, and they damn near got they it. They almost got it. Um, Which is a running joke, by the way. I don't necessarily think that Iowa State's due for it anyway. The, the the greater point here is that's when he made the change. Yep. And it didn't necessarily – so when you make a change, like – I have a couple of theories on this. I'll run them off of you. One um, – when you get a little more aggressive, your risk goes up too against a kid like Rattler. Yep. They got burned on it. A couple it, times. And I was actually, after that possession, kind of okay with it because I was like, okay, that, you know, the professor is uh, classes in session now. Um, I get this a lot from fans. And they say, why does it take us a while to get aggressive? Yep. And this is my theory. Why? Why do it if you don't have to? And two, because a lot of times Iowa State's going to get pressure with three, like we saw against TCU, TCU last completely. week. Yep. And two, I think after studying John Haycock for the last five years, and that I I'm a I am the biggest John Haycock fan there is. Okay, I'm obsessed with this defense, this defensive line, and I don't know what it is about the black uniforms, but I swear <laughs> they swarm. Faster, yeah. I swear they're <laughs> yeah, faster with the black uniforms. Yeah. But I think Haycock, after watching him all these years, I think he likes having that extra, you know, that ace in the hole. You know what I mean? Like I think that he likes because I think he knows once he brings it, especially with this group last night. You think of all the different guys who were bringing pressure. Right. And then, you know, I, I think that's why. I think he likes to, let's see what we can get with three. And you kind of ease into it. And I, I'm okay with it. And it mixed up the Oklahoma kid last night. He's going into possession number four thinking this is pretty darn easy. He was. He I was thought this was supposed to be a really good yep. defensive line. They haven't even gotten near me. And then all of a sudden – Haycock unleashed the dudes, and Oklahoma's offense was completely different the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, there was a series there after Iowa State scored, I think, to go up 23. I'm going to get this backwards. But anyway, and then uh, Horn or Vaughn, Horn had the vicious sack. Or was it Vaughn? I don't know. I think the targeting one. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, then the targeting one happened after that the, was the play after. Um, yeah, but it was just. You could tell Rattler's like, uh-oh, like, uh, this was not what I was preparing for. And what they did a couple times is they had Bailey and McDonald dropping in coverage. And it was if, you're right, I think you're dead on, Chris. It's like early on, can you control it with the three, maybe bring a guy, you know, here and there on, on pass rush downs. And I know it's conservative, but I think this staff by nature is conservative. Like I yeah, think you I mean, just why have would to, you why yeah. would you bring extra guys if you don't have to? Um, and then they, it was pretty clear that Oklahoma was able to protect, and so second quarter rolled around. You started seeing more pressure, and then second half they were coming from everywhere. And just look at the difference in Rattler, and it was uh, extremely extremely effective. But the great thing is about this defense is that's probably the best offensive line they'll play this year. I don't think there's any question. I agree. And yet. What Oklahoma has has killed Iowa State with and TCU to a lesser degree over the years is the ability to run the ball. And, you know, you think of, of Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, 
uh, Jalen Hurts, and now Rattler's this next in line, all these great quarterbacks. And yes, they're fantastic, but where Oklahoma is so good on offense is their ability to get seven, eight yards a pop on the ground. And Iowa State held them to, what, four? Four yards per carry? And the Iowa State defensive line through three games allowing only 3.1 yards per carry, which is, you know, top 20 again in the nation. So you control the run game. It gives your defense the ability to send pressure at will because you're not going to get burnt that way. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. I think it's, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. We've been saying all year long, and it it came to fruition, made us look really smart. With Iowa State's defensive line, Iowa State's going to be in every game. Yes. Now, you get there, and we saw it last year. Iowa State lost some one-possession games. Which they, could happen. They, they've now won two in a row. Um, you know, I think the, this game is closer than the TCU yeah. one. But, yeah. But sometimes, <sighs> sometimes uh, I mean, okay, we it talk, goes your way. We talked about Mike Rose last week. Could I throw Ashim Young into the mix? Like, it's a guy making a play at the end of the game. Where, how, again, how many of those last year were not made? Yep. Yep. I, I And it – there was so much else that happened last night where that play really didn't because it was right at the end. But again, that was a di- difficulty level, and he may have held. I don't know. There's a lot of controversy about that. Whatever that is, football. Iowa State's gone, gotten a million calls against it. Right. I'm not, not going to lose. Not going to lose sleep over That's that. That's a guy who made a play. Right on. And um, props to those guys, man. We'll talk about Brock Purdy, and I want to talk. Uh, let's start looking ahead to this week is Iowa State is in a legitimate position to put itself in a spot to win a Big 12 championship. But we need to thank our super patron of the week, Bloom. His name is Ed Frank. Eddie. Frank? I don't want to mispronounce Ed's name wrong. F-R-A-N-C-K. I think Frank's the... Frank, okay. Unless he's German. Yeah, well... You never know. So apparently, all of pretty much all of his family attended Iowa State, and Ed has fond memories of going to the Johnny Orr era basketball games when he was young, which got him hooked on the clones. He graduated as an engineer, engineering major at Iowa State, and that's really awesome, Ed. I actually really, if I could like, of all things, clone like be like, hey. I would go back and watch Will Chamberlain play in the Armory, and I would want to go to, like, a Johnny Orr, like, in the heyday. Mad, madhouse. You know what I mean? Like, those are probably, like, my, I, my things. I caught the tail end, obviously. So, I mean, my first memories of Hilton and Iowa State were the uh, Victor Alexander teams. Oh. So, you know, you're talking 89 to 91, 92. Um, and it was still popping, but I, I didn't, I didn't catch the Hornacek, Barry Stevens, Jeff Grayer, all the good times there. But th- man, from what I understand, Hilton's great now. Uh, Hilton was at another level back in the eighties. Could I offer you? Yes. A pour of Cody Road. If there's a time for a, a second, it's tonight. Uh, but we're thanking Ed, our patron of the week. He says he found Cyclone Fanatic. When he was on a search for Iowa State coverage while living in southeast Iowa. We hear that a lot, Ed. Yep. We hear that a lot. And he has continued to rely on Cyclone Fanatic. And when he later moved to Louisiana, he says while living in Louisiana, Ed and his family attended the Emerald Coast Classic. Yes. The Abbocare Invitational. Yep. Both Liberty Bowls and the Alamo Bowl. Awesome. 
Ed and his family have since moved back to Ankeny. And Ed says he can't wait to have a beer with the Cyclone Fanatic staff once things settle down and we can start having watch parties again. First That's one is on us. Fantastic, Ed. Ed. Yes, you come up and uh, shake. we'll shake hands and get a photo together and do all that stuff. I can't wait to be able to do events again, too. That there is a bit of a void this year, not being able to hold our game watches. They'll be back bigger and stronger next year, though. I promise you guys. And I, you know, and I I thought about there's a couple outdoor patios, but I didn't want to. I don't want to push it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no need. And I, yeah, there's what's every we're doing all this cool virtual stuff with Iowa pork, like the tailgate thing. We got our virtual shows going on there, game day shows. Like, I let's we're just gonna go this way to keep everybody safe. Uh, I think that's the route to go. Unless we find a rooftop in uh, Arlington. Arlington. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I like where you're going there. Shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. You can check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. This is awesome. And I give uh, Jeff, our our buddy Jeff Wood, uh, who runs the show at Gravitate Coworking, a lot of props for this. Their first, uh, I mean, we believe it's the first rural co-working space. Like, I mean, I've never heard of anything like this in rural Iowa. Same. You know my passion for rural Iowa, often forgotten about. And they are now have a Gravitate co-working in Jefferson over on uh, East State Street. Of right course, uh, the other one downtown. And uh, Bloom, you have... Um, You've experienced this before, and it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm greatly in the need to do something like this because I'm just losing my mind here being at home all the time. I would encourage you at least to spend an afternoon before your radio show. I think you'll enjoy the space. Really? Yes. But I mean, they have beer there, so I just but don't know if also, I should go have, there they have, before. But they have coffee too. You could, it's a legitimate workspace, and a great view of downtown Des Moines. Okay. Uh, quick note too: they have uh, downtown and also in Windsor Heights. Yes. So if you're here in the metro, uh, go to gravitatecoworking.com and see what their uh, meeting spaces and office spaces and all that stuff what they might have for you. I want to talk about Brock Purdy uh, before we get into this upcoming week in the Big Twelve. I, I think Brock Purdy last night uh, and that you know bloom twelve for twenty four. Uh, not like an amazing yeah, stat line. Yeah, you look line. at the stat line, you go, what? Yeah. But, but the, I, I don't think there's a quarterback in the Big 12 I would have rather had last night than Brock Purdy with the pressure he was under early. And um, you could tell uh, just total control. He looked very comfortable in the pocket. Extended plays. My favorite stat of the year now, um, my least favorite stat of the year, and I've talked about it a million times, was that pitiful um, – 4.1 yards per attempt. pass attempt against yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, a little better last night. Last night, they averaged 21 yards per completion. And that doesn't and, happen, Bloom, against a pass rush like that unless you get a quarterback extending plays. So while, you know, 12 for 24, a lot of those were throwaways, by the way. Right. Uh, he was phenomenal, and Iowa State doesn't win that game with another quarterback. And what doesn't get factored into stats are the how many pass interference penalties were there? Five? Four? Oh, yeah. Those aren't that's included. A great point, yeah. And so that's the quarterback, too, making the decision. If you've got Kohler 
one-on-one with a, a corner. You're throwing that and making him make a play. And Brad, it seems like Bradley Hiles, who was the Oklahoma corner, whatever, his safety, had like three of them. Like that was a matchup they kept going to. That does not get included in the stats. So, But that's a quarterback decision. I think that knock on Brock when he was younger is he would try and be too much of Brett Favre and force something that wasn't there. And you even saw that last week where he made that just bonehead play where trying to do something that wasn't there. I think he was actually probably trying to throw it away, and it, it ended horribly. But sometimes the best thing for you is to go 12 of 24. I think there were two balls I counted that were questionable jump balls. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I probably should have done that of, one. Yeah. But he, he's throwing, I get, but he's got it was to Kohler, Kohler. who's yeah. like six inches taller than the other yep. guy. I saw and what he was doing. He had one to Acres where he got hit and it ended up floating. But by and large, sometimes the mature thing is to go 12 of 24 and not try and be the hero. He didn't try and take a bunch of big shots. I mean, he's kind of gone to this Kyler Murray school of, I'm not just going to scramble with my head cut off if I don't have to. And he stayed really clean this year, which is critical because we still don't know who Iowa State's backup quarterback is. Um, and look at, look at we're going to talk about Tech and K-State. Both their quarterbacks got injured and out of the game in uh, Manhattan on Saturday. So Brock staying clean is critical. He was a great decision maker, and he's doing a lot of the stuff at the line of scrimmage to either get into certain situations to have Brees Hall take advantage. So he, you know, the numbers aren't what they were last year. But I think from a leadership standpoint, you don't know, unless you're around that program, how much he has on his shoulders as a leader. I mean, he is the captain. Yes. He is leader number one. Everybody looks up to him. And, uh, you know, he, he maybe not the, the numbers that you think, oh, well, this I saw a lot of them. Well, this guy doesn't look like an NFL yeah, guy to me. But th- don't, don't look too much into that. I, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of great things. Yeah. I just wanted to give him his own segment because there's just way too many people tweeting like about Brock and like was not good in week one. Uh, week two, he had the bad play, but he was really good after that. And then again, last night, go back and watch the tape, guys. I, I think you'll see that the stats don't tell the whole story as to what he did for that offense. He's, he's got some, uh, you know, I love cross sport uh, metaphors. Okay. In comparison, he's got some Mon- he's got some Monte Morris in him, where he has a rhythm to the to the game and he has a feel for the offense that you just you can't teach. And things are better when he's out there, and he can, he really controls things just with his timing and his his leadership. And you know he's not flashy. I don't think he ever will be. He doesn't have a big arm like that. So think about Rattler. Think about Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, Rattler gets the headlines because he's got this big cannon. Brock doesn't have that that cannon, but he still has an ability to control a game. And I thought at times he was in complete control of that Iowa State offense. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, that was one of my favorite Brock Purdy games last night, and he was 12 for 24. It seems crazy, but it's it's the truth. Do you think we can get the folks at um, Jack Trey Stadium? When Xavier Hutchison does, uh, we could we know people. So like anytime Xavier Hutchison does anything, I just think of this song by, in my opinion, yeah, my longtime friend Earl Simmons. Let's hear it. give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the non-stop pop-up and stainless steel. Go hard, get
I mean, it would have been really appropriate after that 65-yarder. Yeah, like all of a sudden, it's just trices. Uh, the problem is, uh, Xavier was probably four when DMX was legit, right? <laughs> this this song I'm looking at right now is 2002. Yeah, so four, it, it four's was, about right. It was the theme song for a Jet Li DMX movie, apparently called Cradle to the Grave. Jet Li, he was like a. It's gonna Jet Li take it 65 yards, Sooners. Jet Li was the RC Cola to Bruce. Bruce, not Bruce Lee. Who? Not even him. Jackie Chan. Right. I, I don't know who Jet Li I, is. I, like I, I, but I, I'm pretty sure. And I, unfortunately, Cradles, I think I might have watched Cradle to the Grave. Unfortunately, this is back before my close personal friendship with Earl. <laughs> I don't think his movie started. Lasted and I, I, I've never seen Cradle to the Grave. I need to. The yeah, yeah. He was a martial artist too, Jet Li. Yeah, is, I mean the. It, the the description of the movie says, born to the life, true to the code, bad to the bone. Let's look at uh, Cradle to the Grave's Rotten Tomatoes rating. I'm going to guess we're less than 20%. All I know is, oh, Tariq Milton ain't open. <laughs> X will give it to you. Oh, double coverage with Charlie Kohler. Don't worry, because... Twenty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, not a not an yeah, award winner. But the for real, I truly believe this. The Rotten Tomato, they're all like elitist. It did gross thirty-five million dollars, which is no joke. They're all like uppity elitist, like movie <laughs> punks. Like uh, they're not people the, uh, you'd want to hang out with. Timing of Juicy Wiggle was phenomenal last night. But mm. we got Juicy, and that's Wiggle. your thing. No, I'm, it's not even my thing. It's you just, love I, it. I understand where we're at with the Juicy Wiggle situation, and they brought it out at an appropriate time. I give well, them credit for I it. I give them credit for a lot, and there were there was no bigger critic of yeah, Iowa it, State's game day for the longest time than me. I A lot of people hated me in that marketing department, and they pulled me to my face for years. Paul Rhodes once, like... Whatever, I'm not going to get into it. Paul's my buddy. I have no boy. You, you weren't a fan of Smoke on the Wall. Oh, my God. That place, and I've said this for in years prior, they've come so far with their game day, just the way they present it. true, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, really, good it really did go, like, even in, like, 2011, 12, Which it was, when, like, 1980. When they and, upgraded the sound system, I think we, we entered the... 21st yeah. century local. I just like, you know, they, that siren. Yes. It, they need to play it more, in my opinion. It's Played so badass. Yeah. It is so badass. Like, it, it needs to be like our, like, wildcat, like, you know. Go back. It's, it's funny now. Uh, if you go back and listen to, Walter's highlights, which Walter's is great last night. He had some, I have some epic. I'll have to go back yeah. and watch it. But, with him. Uh, yeah. um, notice the, uh, the siren in the background for all the... I mean, they, they're really snappy about the it's, sirens. It's yeah, really they're good. They're doing a good job. It's really Kudos good. To them. Uh, they Mary Pink, Nathan Terry. Yeah, they've done a great awesome job. Uh, and they... The whole way the athletic department presents itself. Now, I know I, was, I know football has social media guys, 
but they they really and I don't know I don't know what clicked. I think Campbell had a lot to do with it because Campbell came in and knew like we have to promote this program. We have to be in and I think he changed a lot of the mindset of that. But then the rest of the athletic department really grabbed a hold of it too. It, yep. It's been awesome for a media geek like me to watch. Yeah, credit to everybody around there. Um, been awesome. It was a really enjoyable game day experience. The hit tapes, yeah, like all that, just, that Cyclones TV crew does that. Yep. They're great. It's It's been awesome. Yep. All right. Um, you got anything else on last night or should we? Man, no, I mean, just in general, it's uh, that's one of those where throughout all this nonsense we've been dealing with for seven months that was again that was a highlight for me so i'm just i'm just glad and i'm, I'm sure everybody watching or those that were lucky to be there uh something you'll remember i'm excited because i truly believe iowa state has one of the best teams in the big 12 well and that's the exciting part this wasn't a oklahoma state one-off where you're like well that was fun but you know where are we and then you now, go lose to tulsa yeah, and liberty Bowl. right yeah. well that tulsa was the next year Rutgers was. Oh, that was the Rutgers year. Easily confused. That was a but the bad call. The Jarvis West. That wasn't a kick return. Yeah, that that changes that game. And I was literally sitting in the end zone of Yankee Stadium. I I, saw uh, the whole thing, Bloom. I would be okay not to have a bowl game. Tom Herman's last game. It was. It was. Um, But no, I just think it just sets the table. Like you look back at 2020, go well. What was the difference? And and now you've got that two game edge on Oklahoma with the tiebreak, and they have to play Texas. So, so I had a guy tweet into us wanting to know, uh, and this is a great way to start is our, our preview for next week. Who should we be rooting for Texas or Oklahoma? Now, uh, Oklahoma is a two and a half point favorite in this game. No, it's an easy answer. You root for Oklahoma. That's what I thought. I mean, you get them both with two losses. You've got the tie break on Oklahoma. Yeah. You still have to go to Texas. Assume you lose to Texas. I mean, hopefully you don't, but assume you do. You, then and assume you, you drop them. one. Some, Kansas State's kryptonite, right? So let's say you lose to Texas and Kansas State. You still have the tiebreaker on Oklahoma as is right now. Hot take on, what is this, October 4th? Yeah. Three lost team gets into the Big 12 championship. In some sort of weird tiebreaker situation. No, I could see that. So... You, but again, take advantage of those games you need to get. Iowa State on Saturday is the game you need to get against Texas Tech. Like you can't afford to to squander some of these away when you still have tough road trips remaining. Oklahoma State's a tough one. Texas is a tough one. You've got K State there. You, you're not quite sure. You know some of the others. Kansas, I'm not worried about. But take advantage while you can. I think Iowa State's in a in a situation now. Where I let's go down the Big Twelve slate. I'm curious where they could be come you know Saturday night. Okay, um, Oklahoma two and a half against Texas neutral field. I haven't seen any of these lines. You want to play? play guess, we play, you guess, play. Guess the line. Yeah. Oh, we'll do some of the bigger games too. Miami at Clemson. Oh, I'm excited for this game. Fourteen and a half. Wow. Fifteen and a half. That's really impressive. Uh, Iowa State, you've seen this one. I have seen that one. The Iowa State is a 13-point home favorite over Texas Tech. Which seems like a lot, but then if you dig in a little bit, that's uh, probably pretty close. Most, of, But Wells is Wells is starting to develop a reputation for keeping things close but never being able to win. 
Quarterback questions, though. Ba- Bowman got yes. hurt. Backup is – actually came with him from Utah State. Yes. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Florida at Texas A&M. Florida, two and a half. It's favored. Six. Wow. Okay. Kansas State at TCU. Ooh. Say TCU five. Nine and a half. Seriously. That's too much. K-State's not getting any love. No. Now, Skylar Thompson got hurt, but K-State's not getting any love. Okay. Dude, TCU is good. They are good. I... I, I, you know how much I, everybody knows how much I love Brock. I think Duggan might be the best quarterback that, in the I had, I had a beef. You had him at one A in your yeah, call. I really think that he's the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. Now I'm, I, I'm not yeah. saying he's the best fit for everybody, dude. Like it was the Texas defense he played. Yeah, but look what he did in the I, second half against hey man, Iowa State. I, I, that's where I'm coming from. He looks different this year, man. Which is weird because he hasn't practiced at all. Dude, I think it's. I think this might be your Southwest Iowa love. Maybe coming. coming I mean, I know. He's I council, know him. He's a Council Bluffs kid. Covered. He's very the good. Axaw. He's very good. I, okay, so how would you rank Big Twelve quarterbacks? Uh, I have. I basically had him and Brock at a tie. Guys, I would take. Okay. Mm. I think at the end of the year, Rattler would probably be the guy. Yeah, he's. He's really good. He's just raw. He's going to be awesome. He might win another high. He'll pro- next year. Chances are he'll win a Heisman next year. Playing for Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I'm saying right now oh, I want to win a championship. Man. I'd rather I Duggan Purdy. I'm, um I'm taking Purdy ahead of Duggan. Okay. I just am. I will also So you're accusing me of having Southwest Iowa bias but you not having any to Iowa State. Of course I'd never have any Iowa State bias. I mean, none. I love zero uh, on this team. I would take Purdy. Um, I'm saying if I'm drafting like a big 12 team and yeah. I can have anybody to start a program with just Duggan's just bigger. He's just, you know, he can take hits more. That'd be the biggest thing. For yeah. Me. And he'll run it more. Yeah. That's, that's true. literally okay. like the only reason I would do it. I'll still, I'll Brock's still take more Brock. accurate. I like Rattler. I think Skylar Thompson's underrated. Um, Brewer's fine. Brewer's okay. Like he's Ellinger, a good, good, like, good player. Ellinger, come on, man! Like you got to win a game. Win God, but he game. doesn't have a defense, man. Well, uh, yeah. Like he, he he throws. Again, he was he bad had, against he, TCU. TCU. He's yeah. got the chance, and he, he just makes mistakes. And yeah, no, I, I that's why I dropped him. I, Going into yesterday, he would have been right up there. The top five are really close, though. No doubt. I kind of like the this league in it's general. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a three loss team. That I think it's hey, there's the a guy named Spencer Sanders is pretty damn oh, good. Yeah, we just haven't him. we haven't seen much. Well, of he's been hurt. Well, they yeah. got the, the their true freshmen through for like three fifty yeah. yesterday. But come on, it's Kansas. That's the worst Kansas team we've seen. It's Kansas. They're terrible. They are. Have you watched them? I, Unfortunately, I saw the Coastal Carolina first half and I was out. Unfortunately, I have watched every quarter of Kansas football this year. They are terrible. Another hot take. Uh, by the time 2020 is over, Les Miles resigns. Wow. He's like, yeah, I gave it my all. I can't handle this. Yes. This is too much. I know nothing, but I'm just like, I'm trying to put the pieces together. Like, they're not, they're well, not the, the, the train of sustainability here. What they did, though, have you, I mean, have you followed their recruiting? Not as much as it probably should have. So, they lost a bunch of guys. Like, David Beatty's, like, group, right? They all left. 
And instead of getting like some JUCOs and some transfers, yeah. let's just go high all school. all high school. All right. Yeah. So they they really don't have guys who should be playing. But does that guy really want to see it through? Well, that's why I don't like I I don't like hiring guys like that. I didn't like hiring Tubby Smith at Texas Tech because they they really like they've lost their drive for the most part. Not all of them. But the coaches have told me this. Like, this is how this is, like, ADs and stuff. It's a young man's game. Well, these guys, at at that point in their careers, are basically getting checks. They're like, okay, this is a low-pressure situation. This is what Les Miles was like. Do you think he woke up, I want to rebuild Kansas football to the Mangino (laughs) era? No, it was a place where he could go. And he went 3-9 and last year, and people were praising him. Get a check. Still throw your name around. Get, recruit better than they have been. Yeah. Hire some if you, buddies. And if you get to six wins, you're, you're a you're savior. Set. Yeah. That, uh, you know it's, what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, just, and that's why, like, let's say Campbell will go to the NFL. No, I don't give me – I don't want some retread from the SEC. Yeah. Give me – I'd rather have Tom Manning. You know, right. I'd rather have, like – Somebody rather, hungry and – Yeah. You could say that for college basketball too, and you just did. No right? doubt. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a different game than it used to be. Like the whole like uh, when Fred got hired, Billy Gillespie. Stuff. Right. I don't need any of that. No, absolutely not. And unless you're like Patino, and you're just gonna. I mean, he'll have Iona winning a lot oh, of yeah. games here. Right? Well, that's different. You, right, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to yeah. go top of the mountain, okay, but not. Not Billy Gillespie. All right. Um, by the way, uh, if you watch BYU, she's just killing they it. They are. Uh, if you look crap. at the efficiency numbers, Jeez, they're, they're top five in offense and defense right now. They're. I wish they played more than eight games against just garbage teams. I mean, they're, they they could. I mean, they're not going to, but they're a sleeper to kind of sneak into that four spot. Well, the playoff. So it, it sounds like they may be getting a game with Boise. It's still like that still won't be enough though. No, but it, at least might give them. They're not getting in, right? But um, they're thirty-five point favorites against Texas San Antonio on Saturday. <laughs> Roadrunners lay the points there. Um, Florida State Notre Dame no line there. It's a worthless game, anyways. I think that's it for our Is it Big, all the Big Twelve. 12? Is there a bye week or something? Yeah, Oklahoma so State Kansas and Baylor must be on a bye in Oklahoma okay. State. So there's got to be one more unless I'm unless I'm missing a game. I got gotcha you here. No, uh, that's it. Just three. So in theory, if the ten point underdog right. Kansas State team loses, Iowa State wins. Iowa State could be in sole possession of first place. That technically, is, in the that game. is correct. Be a half game ahead of uh, Okie State. West Virginia um, not playing, but they are. Um, they're, they're one and one. They're one and one. Yeah, man, isn't that so? Yeah, after if if TCU beats K State, Iowa State and Iowa State takes care of business, which I think that that's again, every game is difficult in 2020, but Iowa State should take care of business. Iowa State could be in sole possession of first place in the Big 12 for the first time ever. That's never happened. <sighs> And and I don't think there's anything fluky about it. Right. I think that Iowa State is right, maybe the best team in the Big Twelve right now. I'm uh, yeah. There, nobody has two I, better wins than Iowa State. Not they do not. Back in the top twenty-five. Win today. at TCU 
Yeah. Kansas State would have an argument. Never mind. With Oklahoma on the road to the, 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 tech, the best tech, win in the league. Tech win at home is nice. Yeah, it's nice. But no, I mean, that's what we're saying. Like, if you can, if you can win Saturday, you get into that bye week, and then it's it's you and Oklahoma State. You both could be three and zero in Stillwater. I think I think I like Iowa State's chances there. Like, I know Oklahoma State will probably probably be favored, but. Man, you set up for some really fun games in late October and November, and uh, it's a cool place to be in. This is this is, you know, for all that has sucked about 2020, this has been pretty. This is setting up to be pretty cool, I think. I'm gonna write an email to our staff tonight, man. Like I just like this is unprecedented. You know, you and I have been here for a long time, um, and I feel like we're pretty realistic most of the time. Sure, we want Iowa State to win. We don't. Hide I'd like that. to think so. But I think we're very realistic, and um, I think Iowa State has a legitimate chance here. And, and, I, and I don't think – one, one more thing. This yeah. is what I tried to convey in the column. Yes. I don't think people need to be, like, apologetic for that. I like. Thank you for saying you, that. Like, you – no. Like, of course you got to take it one game at a time. But we can talk about this, and it's not going to impact Brock Purdy. Right. You know? Have you – I mean, I know the answer because we've talked about this. Did you ever think Iowa State could actually compete and win a Big 12 championship? No. Especially when they went to the um, round robin. Right. I I thought that was really the dagger for the northern programs. Kansas State's done better than I thought they would under those conditions, and Iowa State most certainly has. They showed the footage again, and it's going to be every Iowa State game from now until it actually happens. Of all, the last Iowa State Conference Championship was 1912. It's like, okay, we, we understand Yeah, we this. get it, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Boy, you're drinking that Cody Robe well tonight. No, it's I mean, it's yeah. it's it's hitting the spot. Yeah. I did not get a chance to have a victory beverage. Mm. This is my victory beverage again. I was thank down you. here writing and drinking Cody Road until four. This is uh, for all you uh, soon-to-be new parents out there. I got home, and the, the nine-month-old was going crazy, so I was in charge from... One thirty to three thirty last night. Yeah, Better because your wife had been with them all, all day, day, and she's yep. just like, "It's your turn." Yep. So been there, it is what that. it is. Like, great. So this, thank you for the. I put out board. a deal on our Instagram story last night at like it was at like three a.m. of me sitting here, and I said, "You still want to be a sports writer?" <laughs> but you and again, you you have the years of experience now. I just, I never thought that. Iowa State could be, and again, we're two games in. We understand this, yeah. but I'm looking ahead now of what's possible. I I did not necessarily think I'd ever see this this the, day. But this is like, I'm so. This is the team we thought we were going to get. Right? No, we've well, we thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you, go back if and watch like our season preview stuff. Like, but but now that's actually happened. Yeah, you've got now the heart, quote unquote. Now. The two games we feared entering the years, you get off to the slow start again, and then you're behind the eight ball, and you have to scramble like you did in uh, 2018 well, to kind of backdoor it. After you lose the first game, you're thinking we could be 0 3. Right. There's no backdoor now. You are riding in the driver's seat. You win Saturday, you're 3 0, you're all alone, and then things can kind of open up a little bit. You still got to take care of business. I understand all this, but. I just think with what Iowa State has, and they showed it again on Saturday, Iowa State didn't even play that great. That was probably, you said TCU was a five or a six. 
probably a six or a seven for Iowa State on Saturday. Nine penalties, ninety now, yards. Right. I mean, you still you had some mistakes. Twelve for twenty four. Like, this is a different Iowa State team than we've ever seen. And I say, you know what? It's a screwed up twenty twenty. Let's make it even more weird. Let's 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 see what can happen. Quick updates here: Matt Campbell now five and zero against the spread versus Lincoln Riley. Good, good teams win, great teams cover, folks. <laughs> um, what, and the, the, we had a. Um, there's been a couple of name suggestions for the podcast. Oh, okay. what do you think about the Sunday night social hour? Yeah, that sounds like something you do uh, with some tea. I don't know. No, I think social hour is more like. You know, social hour, co-eds, you, like Friday after class, yeah, it's Saturday. Really, we don't do that anymore. Saturday after, or Sunday. This is this is just like yeah, how long know. can this podcast go so we don't have to go and take care of the kids? <laughs> I mean, more true than can you we just yeah. can we just Let's be just real be about what's we're working going, about what's going on what right here? I was working. We're presenting this podcast courtesy of our friends at Mechdyne. <laughs> Oh, in in all seriousness, the response to this, we've said it, has been phenomenal. Yeah. Highlight of my week. Thank you, guys. And uh, we appreciate it. If you like what we're doing, please rate us on wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And that people always go, how can, you, how can we help Cyclone Fanatic? That's a big thing. Like We just we want to keep growing. And uh, the more we grow... You know, with our Patreon and stuff, we're you know we're we're doing really cool things with that extra money that's coming in. We're not just sitting on it. Hey, uh, we're uh, putting together a esports. That's where you lost me. Well, I'm not. Do, I'm not doing it. Don't understand the esports. I understand they're a big deal. They're gonna. I, we're gonna have Madden tournaments. I mean, like, not my thing, but there's a. Like the whole Twitch situation. If we had like a Tony Stewart racing tournament, I'd be all about that. I may. I used to be a 2K guy, like M- NBA 2K. I how the hell do you have time for that anymore? I haven't like, played that in eight years, God. and it makes me sad. I try and run like two, three races a week at like midnight before I go to bed, yeah. just because it? it shuts my mind off. I love it, man. Like I love those. Honestly, the only video games I would ever play anymore. Are auto racing because it's so realistic like the graphics and the, it's so good yeah i had that i have a formula one game and then i have the nascar game those are the only games i own yeah it's i i don't have a system anymore it's kind of well you know why i didn't and then we really needed during the quarantine we needed something to house all the streaming right, stuff and i was like well i'm just gonna get a ps4 you can do everything that way yeah so that's why we have it all right we're off the ship here <sighs> Clones, TC, or Texas Tech. Do you have any concerns about Tech? No, Iowa State's better than them. Um, I I do think it's an inevitable letdown here, but I think Iowa State, they're too good up front defensively, and the running game's too good offensively. You're really kind of upset proof in that sense. I will say this. I was looking at the numbers today. Tech is better against the run than they have been. Okay. So they're about... They've, they've improved. They're not great there. Defense is better. So it's not the sieve that it used to be. 
Even the Texas game got out of hand with points, but they only allowed like Dude, that the defense was not terrible in that game. Right. So I'm just saying, like, this isn't this isn't the, the both tech of those, Cliff Kings. They were like four hundred and thirty yards Correct. or something like that. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's not just gonna be open running lanes all day like it at times was under Cliff. I think this this they fight. They play hard, but I do think Iowa State's better. I know what I would bet right now on that I'm I'm serious. The under. Sixty three. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, let's, uh, two, what, 2.30 kick? 2.30. It's 15,000 of our closest friends. Are you good with me there? coming up, doing the show? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. All right. You need to, you need to be up there for a game. Whitford wants me to sit with him. Yeah, sit in the stands. Why not? Whitford thinks that I would enjoy that. Bring your mask. I got, I got lots of masks. <laughs> I'm the mask guy for Polk County. I have to wear a mask. Otherwise, people will take photos of me and ridicule me. That's the society we live yeah. in. Uh, he's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. All of our great listeners, great sponsors. And have yourselves a fantastic week with your first place Iowa State Cyclones. That's right.